0: You're listening to the Flow on Effect podcast, a podcast that is intended to educate women about pelvic floor and pregnancy-related conditions, presented by two physiotherapists, Charlotte and Heidi, who specialise in the area of pelvic floor and are based in Sydney's Sutherland Shire. Materials and content in this podcast are intended as general information only and should not be substituted for individualised medical advice, diagnosis or treatment. Welcome back to our podcast where we discuss everything women's health. Today I'll be asking Charlotte about pain with sex or what's called dyspareunia. So Charlotte, tell us what is dyspareunia? So dyspareunia is any pain with
1: attempted intercourse. So that can be grouped into different types of pain. So it can be external pain or it can be a pain with penetration. So that penetration can be with anything so it can be a penis a tampon a speculum with a pap smear um so really it's just pain in that area yep and so how common is that so it's actually really really common um the stats are one in five women experience pain with sex which is a really high number Mm. and i think a lot of women just suffer in silence and don't really talk about it so we're trying to (laughs) spread the word yeah It is not normal and there's definitely things we can do about it. Yep.
0: And so is it
1: just about pelvic floor muscle tightness? So no, that can be a component, definitely, but it can be, there can be so many different causes. So it's so important to get the right diagnosis so that the treatment is right. So it can be, um, from hormonal changes. So it can be because there's a dryness issue, um, it can be from a skin condition, so there's lots of different vulva dermatological conditions. It can be from the nerves being irritated and really sensitive to touch, or it can be a combination of multiple different things.
0: So let's talk about the muscle component first, which some people might have heard it referred to as vaginissimus. So can you tell us what vaginissimus is? So vaginismus is
1: when the pelvic floor muscles, so the muscles around the opening of a woman's vagina, is actually really tight and really spasming, and penetration is really, really difficult with this. And so what sort of symptoms do they get with that? So pretty much they'll get, number one is pain with sex. Some women, if their muscles are really, really tight, can't even have sex, like it's impossible to fit anything inside. Um, Young women that, can't use tampons, Um, so they've tried to put tampons in and they just don't go in. Um, And same when they tried to get a pap smear, a speculum exam is kind of almost impossible. So that pretty much shows us that the pelvic floor muscles are spasming and really tight. So that's vaginissimus. So what actually causes the muscles to be tight then? So it can be a number of different things. For some people we don't know why and it can be just that their muscles are tight. Anxiety and stress can mean that your muscles are tight. So generally they have kind of like tight backs and tight upper body. The pelvic floor is just a muscle, it's no different. So it can be that. It can be a higher driver. So something like endometriosis or a a different kind of pelvic pain disorder that can make your muscles tight. Another really common one that I see is for ladies that have needed to kind of go to the toilet lots and lots their whole life. Um, they're rushing to the bathroom, their pelvic floor tries to like act as a compensatory mechanism and just squeezes all the time. And that can be one reason why they get pain with sex and muscle tightness. So what are the treatment options for vaginismus? So vaginismus alone, when there's no no other conditions coupled with it, is actually really quite simple to treat. So it involves lots of pelvic floor muscle releases, so by a women's health physio that will do some internal releases, and that's no different than if you had kind of tight muscles in your back and we needed them to be released, but then they also have to be maintained. So whether we teach women to use a pelvic wand where they can release the muscles themselves, lots of hip mobility, breathing, lots of kind of stretches just to try and open up the pelvis are really good. And then dilators are a really great treatment option. So dilators are, um, so silicon or plastic stretching devices that pretty much start at a really, really small um, size. And then each time as that gets more tolerated and the pelvic floor muscles get stretched, then we can progress the woman up a size. And ideally, we need to be at a big enough size to allow penetration of whatever they need to get inside. So that's a really good option for some women.
0: So what if there is a nerve component like with vulvodynia? So tell us what is vulvodynia? So when there's a nerve component, it's a little bit more tricky.
1: So vulvodynia is essentially when the nerves are a bit confused and they kind of mistake light touch for something that's really painful. So this is generally at kind of the entrance of the vagina. If we think of it like a bit of a clock face from that kind of four to six o'clock down the bottom of the vagina, normally when a woman is touched in that area, they get a really sharp and really like uncomfortable pain. So, every time that they like are having sex or there's penetration in that area, it's really
0: painful and really uncomfortable for them. So, what actually causes that? What causes the well, vulvodynia? Yeah, or what causes the nerves to become really sensitive? We don't know
1: as such. Like, some people, it just there's no reason and it, it just comes on. It's just one of those things that the nervous system does, unfortunately. But for other women, it can be from a higher driver, again, like um, endometriosis or bladder pain syndrome. Um, That can cause the vulvodynia to come on. Um, But yeah, it still needs a little bit of research in that area,
0: I think. And so because there's that nerve component, does that make the treatment harder than, say, with the internal releases for vaginismus?
1: It definitely makes it harder because if we try and go inside and do the internal releases, um, they're still going to get that pain from us touching, which their body is kind of perceiving as a really threatening and really sharp response. So that's actually going to make their muscles tighten more, which is just defeating the whole purpose. So we pretty much have to try and treat the vulvodynia first and try and get the nerves really calm so that they're not threatened and they're not experiencing that sharp pain and then once we've done that then we can try and release the muscle so it's definitely a longer process mm-hmm. but we, we yeah we have to figure out kind of the
0: one that's causing that yep and so what are the treatment options for vulvodynia
1: so vulvodynia there's there's a few different options so sometimes a cream can be applied to that area um, or medication can be taken one treatment option that we use a lot in the clinic is an e-stim machine, which can be used externally and internally, and it pretty much desensitizes the area. So it just provides some really light touch that the woman would kind of put on at home, do for a few times a week for an extended period of time
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, before we can go into then
0: looking at the release work. And so there's electrodes that you'd place around the entrance or yeah.
1: So generally most of the time we start with electrodes, which are on the outside. So it's literally just like if someone was touching just the outside or that bit of skin. And then once that can be tolerated, then there's probes that we can put inside and get that kind of just on the inside being used to touch as well. But generally I find that we need to kind of couple that with medical management and a cream or a medication or something. Um, Yeah. And so what is the cream and the medication? What does that do? So it acts to try and calm the nervous system and desensitize the nerves. So there's a cream that can be used for kind of that pain and to calm things down. And then there can also be a numbing cream that can be applied so that if they do have to have intercourse or if that area does become touched, then the numbing cream
0: can kind of help us in being able to treat the rest of their mm. issue. Yeah. yeah. So a lot of women that I see can experience dysprenia postpartum. Can you tell us why that is? Yeah, so painful sex postpartum is
1: really, really common. So pretty much everything that we've talked about so far can happen because of trauma. So it could be kind of sexual trauma. It could be a traumatic vaginal birth. So that can make... muscles and the nerves and everything really irritated that's Mm. one reason it can also be because of episiotomy scars and tearing so that kind of scar tissue and those nerves can be really painful to be touched Um, another really common reason is hormonal changes so when you're breastfeeding you lack a lot of estrogen and that's the same when you go through menopause so your vaginal tissues can become really dry and uncomfortable So my biggest tip for my postpartum women is to use, like don't be afraid to use lots of lubricant because that's going to make it much more comfortable. Um, But yeah, they're the main things. But even with kind of a C-section and cutting through those areas, that can also cause the pelvic floor to be tight and therefore
0: sex being painful. So what sort of treatment options are there for women who have dyspronia postpartum? So definitely... um, If they're
1: having sex in their past six weeks and they're having pain um, it's important to get an assessment with a women's health physio um, because we need to figure out the cause of it Mm. so if the cause is pain from the scar then we can teach you how to actually massage that scar to desensitize the area Um, if it's pain from the the kind of internal muscles being tight then we can teach how to release that show you some stretches If it is purely pain from the the dryness and the lubrication isn't helping, then there are options such as like an estrogen cream that the GP can um, prescribe that are really, really helpful.
0: All right, so that wraps up this week's episode of our podcast and we'll be back next week. See ya! Bye.